Welcome and welcome to UFO Headline News with me, Heidi Hollis, where every day I aim to bring you the latest in UFO reports and other fascinating stories from around the globe. Today is Thursday, February 8th, 2018. On Fridays at 8 p.m. Central, join me on my talk show, The Outlander, where I answer your emails, take your calls, and interview some intriguing guests. Just go to irnchat.com to chat, interact, and listen live to The Outlander Show, and go to heidihollis.com for more information. Blasting off with some really cool UFO reports. They always are. This <laughs> first one is a UFO sighting in Niwot, Colorado. This is a UFO blast from the past. This occurred July 31st, 1998. In brief, the witness states, possible testing a predator drone prototype sighting. That's quite a quite a guess. <laughs> At time of sighting, driving home in Longmont from Colorado, okay, Colorado from job site in eastern Boulder, Colorado, in passenger side roommate's car. Oh, wait, we should know whose car it is, right? <laughs> Windows down, radio on, driving north on North 63rd Street between County Street, Highway 119, and Nelson Road. Everybody got that? To best of memory, day was hot. Clear to sparse clouds, sun at approximate angle of 45 degrees off of horizon in south-southwest, and unknown wind conditions. While listening to the radio and engaging conversation with driver, roommate, casually glanced around to observe general surroundings through passenger window. When glancing to east over ground fields, detected movement in the sky by peripheral vision. Little to the east of Carr's position, upon focusing attention, observed a strange-looking object on somewhat similar course, heading as Carr being traveled in, with the object seemingly on south-southeast to north-northwest trajectory while in process of executing a slight gradual turn to its left and a slight banking action. Object had somewhat thin, elongated appearance with tapered rear feature and enlarged, somewhat bulbous-looking front. Approximate midpoint object's body short stubby wings were noted. That's wild. (laughs) Stubby wings. That makes me think of the Jetsons car. Uh, but, (laughs) But object's banking action maintained a slight tilt downwards, on side closest to car and may have resulted in misread or misread on actual size shape of wings toward tapered rear area notice pair of upright v-shaped positioned rear stabilizers of wings toward tapered rear area okay hold on it's a repeated uh perceived rectangular shape object was of light coloration Perceived as light gray or gray-white, with no markings, letters, numbers observed, and no other external features noticed, such as windows, hatches, lights, etc., did not notice means of propulsion on objects such as noticeable engines, but any high-speed prop likely not noticed. Due to side-viewing orientation and no associated noise detected 
over ambient radio and car road noises. When first noticed, object was a s at an approximate angle of 65 degrees off of horizon. It was at a length similar to the diameter of a baseball held at arm's length. Object was estimated as approximate 25 to 30 feet in length and when first noticed was estimated as approximately 200 to 300 feet distant. At estimated altitude of approximate 300 to 400 feet, car traveled in proceeding approximate 45 to 50 miles per hour. Object observed traveling along at leisurely pace, a little faster than car, estimated at approximately 60 to 7 miles per hour. Initial personal thought to object identity. Hmm, what do you think it was? Was some kind of weird looking cruise missile. Although object speed displayed not similar to such object speed course cause caused it to pass over roadway being traveled little ahead of car. It had to be freaky to see. Resulting in personal visual observation of object lost to my view after 15 to 20 seconds due to view blocked by car's roof. Although driver roommate thereafter acquired sighting of object on other side of car and was able to keep under periodic observation while driving for another 25 to 30 seconds before lost to view. Later examination of maps involving the sighting area indicate trajectory of object likely resulted in performing quite low level flyover flyby of the area's NOAA Table Mountain Test Facility. Huh. Very cool. I think it was the Jetsons. I think so. This next UFO sighting happened in Newcastle, Oklahoma, February 2nd, 2018. As I was exiting to Newcastle Casino, looked across the road, song, song? I think they mean saw large round UFO hovering above could see it very well like the lights in the middle of the front beaming out lights around the backside and be around all sides but there is no just the one I, I you know people I, I'm not editing I just can't um <laughs> it kind of makes it funny but then other times I'm like I really want to understand I really do okay more detail as I was exiting ramp to go to Newcastle Casino Saul large Oh my God, Saul. Saw large round ship with white lights in the front. Very bright, very bright ship. A bright round object with lights around the back. Also, as I tried to look at it and was going to take pictures new, I had to move on. Thought I would get pictures in the parking lot of the casino. As I pulled the casino, it was gone. I only had a few minutes to look at this, but I know what I saw. And this is definitely a round trip. <laughs> It was very large. Okay, a round trip. The next UFO sighting occurred in New Jersey. This <laughs> occurred October 31st, 2009. Organic jellyfish octopus looking UFO over the Hudson River. I I'm going to hope that this was a hot air balloon. I, I just, okay, here we go. This was my very first UFO event. Seeing one for myself made me a believer. It was a cold November evening. I was watching the Monday night football game with my buddies. It was a pretty boring game, and the Ravens were ahead by about 30 or so points. 
We decided to call it a night at around 11 p.m. or so. I was wearing a big puffy North Face coat. It was freezing, and my friend, who I was with, lived in my building and wanted to smoke a cigarette. I said he had to smoke it outside, no cigarettes in the house, but I stayed in the cold with him to chat. I consider myself somewhat of a stargazer, but as you know in New York City, the light pollution sucks, and there aren't many stars to look at. I looked over to the New York City skyline. I lived in Union City, New Jersey at the time, and and with our view, you feel like you can almost touch the skyline on a crisp, cold night. At this time of year, Orion constellation can be clearly seen. I always know where to look to find it. As I gazed at the constellation, I decided to look vertically up to the sky, and at the exact moment, I saw something. It was so faint against the night sky, but something was moving up there. Perplexed, I squinted as hard as I could. Mind you, my buddy Nick was talking to me at the moment. I could no longer hear his words. I was so zoned in to what I was looking at. This object wasn't your classic UFO. It had no definitive shape. It was like it looked like stars inside of it and was constantly changing shape in my mind. I was trying so hard to compare it to something I've seen before. I couldn't. After about a minute, I realized that I was looking at and grabbed Nick by the arm and said, Bro, look! After a few seconds had passed, I thought it was an airliner with all of its lights on at first, but that wasn't it at all. We stood there watching it as it glided. No noise. It was taking huge leaps from east to west, gliding southbound just over the Hudson River. As it made its way further south, just over the southern tip of Manhattan, where the World Trade Center is located, we could see the back of it, as if it had spiraled streams of light that looked like tentacles. Very defined individual streaks of light. Hmm. It looked to have several appendages. This is when I was able to make a good comparison to something familiar to me. It looks like a jellyfish. <laughs> we stood there in awe as it covered such a vast amount of distance in the sky so effortlessly. As it got further away, it began bending and blending in with the darkness of the night as if it was a small pebble dropped into water rippling upwards until the light dissipated. Totally bizarre. I've never been so fascinated in my life. I stayed awake almost the entire night going back outside, hoping I would see it again. I thought the next day I'd see something on the news. Nothing. That night I became a believer. It looked kind of like this. And they put a link. I didn't look at the link. But uh, all right, probably like Inky and Blinky from Pac-Man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that's a cool one. I think, why does that sound familiar like somebody's described that before? That is just, not not uh, not since I've been doing the show, but I've been doing this stuff for a long time, knowing about these odd topics, and I swear somebody told me about something like this. But moving on, UFO sighting in Conway, South Carolina. This occurred January 31st, 2018. Cluster of lights flying in a changing formation. A pattern of lights appeared near the full moon on January 31st, 
2018 in the sky above Conway, South Carolina. The lights appeared in the clear night sky as a kind of boomerang formation and started to move slowly. The lights changed formation and hovered for a while. Some of the lights went out and then came back on. The pulsating pattern of the craft also changed. I viewed the event with two friends. There was no sound and no trail that an airplane would leave. What I saw is something I never saw before. It was not flares. Please see attached video and please feel free to contact me for more information. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh, oh, okay, here we go. It goes an interesting name. UFO sighting in Nuremberg, Bayern. Mm, sounds German. Um, I could be wrong. <laughs> January 3rd is 2018. Red dwarf with solar flares and gray pockmarks 50 times the supermoon size. Okay, what? All right, in more detail, the witness states, three of us saw what I knew to be a red dwarf sun or disc shape with flares. The largest flare was at the 10 o'clock position. It shined at the edges. The disc was showing thousands of gray color pockmarks like and orange. Would it, would it, would it, would it was? That's so funny. 50 times the size of the supermoon that we also observed the following evening. They put flowing evening, evening, but see how I have to edit. We first noticed it walking from Nuremberg towards the direction of Firth. They must have put this through Google Translator. So we know it moving in a straight line from left to right. So this was not the moon. It maintained a constant speed. If I were to put a ruler in from on my face at 12 inches, the object appeared to be 12 inches, making it the largest thing I have ever seen. It was moving from the southwest to the right or northerly direction, but again, not setting. We watched it from the street, and it appeared to be, if this were a painting, just 12 inches from the ground. What? Hmm. The colors were gray with thousands of dark red miniature flares pouring out from the pockmarks with tiny flares like a sun with Yellow outer glow. I cannot imagine what these people are describing. This is this is so wild. My one friend remarked it was so fantastic it simply had to be the media duping the public. <laughs> However, I studied advanced astronomy and this was no moon and no planet. I used this phone app to make a 2017 based on crop circles and I see lots of UFOs using it. Huh? The most I've ever seen were in Pex, Hungary, with orbs to triangles. The Google Play Store app is called ET Contact 0010110. And I am impressed because I get hunches to look outside or go for a walk after using this phone app. I merely ask it to show me a sign and I get results. Okay. Also, this was a clear evening here in Nuremberg. No rain, nothing. As I said, this object was 50 times the supermoon on the largest day and I could have easily put 50 supermoons in this object if it was a spaceship well then so is the moon <laughs> well some argue that um, all I know is it has solar flares and even blood moons do not produce the arcs we saw especially at the 10 o'clock position we observed it from 630 
then watched it for 15 minutes, then went in and watched it move to the right. You went in, really? You, you couldn't watch it for more than 15 minutes? Okay, I understand it was cold probably. Okay, anyways, to the right, out of sight because we were on the patio, faces west. It made no noise, and there was no evidence this was a balloon or a holograph. It was so big, it would be as if <laughs> it were 100 meters away from a four-story building, but it was clear, and it was a sun, but this was not ours. Huh? The following link is a near duplicate of what we all three saw. Cheers. Sorry, I was so impressed. I do not even think, did not even think to grab my camera phone. Alrighty. So w the impression I'm getting is this, this was big. <laughs> They're just like, you could tell from the, <laughs> the choice of words and the repetitiveness. These people were so excited by what it was that they saw. So I decided to click over and see what it was that this person has re referenced. Uh, and it's Nibiru, a photograph taken with a telescope. And uh, someone is claiming that it's Nibiru. So it's like a big red ball with like a black center. It's just a little different. Really, really odd. huh? All right, moving on. UFO sighting in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. Blasting from the past, this occurred January 7th, 1976, looked up at sky and saw bright object coming from the southwest. It was not an airplane. It was very bright. It went northeast, out of sight. Okay. In more detail, the witness states, I was at my brother's and I went outside to smoke. There goes another smoker. It was a clear night and the sun had just set in the west. Saw planes going over as I looked up high in the sky. I saw this object coming from the southwest. It was very bright orange red. The sun was reflecting off this object, which told me it was very high up. I watched it as it moved towards the northeast and it went out of sight. I said to myself afterwards, this could be the same craft that picked up those three women down in Kentucky on January 6, 1976. In my mind, I thought it was nothing that we had in the air. Also, in November of 1975, Travis Walton was picked up. Oh, there you go. So I thought it may be the same craft, but I can't prove it. It has stayed on my mind since I saw it. Why, I don't know. That's what I saw. Thanks. Dude, that's a big deal. I wonder if it stays on your mind. That's a, that's a huge deal. Fire in the sky and three women being abducted. That's, that's pretty cool. Well, not cool that they got abducted, but pretty cool that you're able to relate seeing something like that. Very cool. All right, moving on. UFO sighting in North Richland Hills, Hills, <laughs> Texas. This occurred January 31st, 2018. Two objects appeared near moon during the lunar eclipse in January 2018. Okay. I was going to take some pictures of the lunar eclipse on the morning of January 31st, 2018. I took a few pictures at the beginning of the eclipse. I think it was around 5.30 or so a.m. Central Standard Time. When looking at the moon without the camera or even with the camera, I didn't see anything but the moon. However, when I looked at the photos afterward, I saw it. 
I took a total of eight or ten shots at the beginning of the eclipse, and one of the shots, and I believe it was the last one in the series, the object I saw, the others, was in it, huh? I think off uh, to the far right, but on the left upper side of the moon, there were 3D shapes or boomerang-shaped objects, and coming away from the moon, that would have been on the northwest side of it. The middle of the three objects was bright, like it was reflecting light, but the other two were darker. The other object on the far right of that same photograph is sort of oval shape. You only not perfect. Okay, you only not, okay, whatever. It's like a rock would look. All the photos that, when looked at, it's like it moved in some photos. It's all on one side of the moon, and it's closer to the moon, and another zits oh boy this is really chopped up that is like my goodness really i, I can't even read it all right i'm just going to read another one real quick black triangle <laughs> you guys could try to try to read through that one I, i'm just it's just word word salad that that's the best way to put it all right black triangle sighting in pine top lakeside arizona this occurred february 1st 2018 saw three red pulsing lights in a triangle formation hover over the trees, then descend behind them. My two friends and I pulled into the parking lot of the Ponderosa Village in Pine Top, Arizona, around 7 p.m. February 1st, 2018. I got out of the car and looked up because it was a full moon, but I couldn't see it. Instead, I saw above the pine trees three red pulsing lights that were in a triangle pattern just above the trees. I thought it was lights on a tower because they weren't moving. Not at all. Not at first. Then remembered there was no tower there. My friends were getting out of the car and I was excited saying, you gotta see this. My skeptic friend said I was full of it till he saw what I saw and said, shoot, you're right. Then my third friend saw it. The three lights seemed to shift a little out of the triangle pattern and very slowly floated with a wobble like it was in water beyond the tree line and out of sight. I have just received info from another witness who saw it with a passenger while driving from Globe, Arizona. She said it was followed by two jets. I didn't see the jets, but I saw the helicopter. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Oh, that was a cool one. A lot of jets chasing these things down. All right. You can hear my voice is dying. I think I'm catching a, a cootie. <laughs> okay. I have to share a paranormal point of a weird story because we got to do that, don't we? We have to do that at some point. Those are fun. And this one does not have a title, does it? Nope. I don't see one. That is bizarre. All right. Um, oh, it's called The Door. There it is. <laughs> So someone is sharing their story, and for some reason they have it numbered. Must be a lot lot more than just one experience. Okay, this person is telling their story. Before I tell my story, I want to tell you a few things about my cousin's house. It is a huge two-story house with a balcony. It was said to be haunted, and considering from this experience, I think it's true. My cousin's grandpa had passed away in the house. When they held a funeral for him, a lady, who I assumed to be a neighbor or family friend, said that she was in a room upstairs, of course, with the consent of my aunt and uncle, 
and when she was walking in, she felt someone grab her ankle. I don't believe this is true, and she made it up to prevent me and my cousins from wandering around the house. Also, my aunt and uncle have maids that come to the house to clean or cook. Must be nice. Uh, this happened in the summer before. Okay, this is night number two. This happened in the summer before I attended middle school, and I went on a vacation to visit my family. It was a rainy day, and I had decided to go to my cousin's house because they had internet. My mom's family friend dropped me off, and I went into my cousin's room. My cousin's nanny, Rachel, informed me that my cousins were at school. School had already started where they live. I told her that was fine, and I would wait for them to come home. Why is that numbered? I think they put these numbers in here by mistake, so I'm going to skip the numbering and just read the story. I was watching YouTube videos when Rachel came in. She told me that she was going to pick up my cousins from school and that I would be home alone. After telling me not to pick up the phone if it was ringing and not to answer the door if someone was knocking. And then she left. I hate being left alone, especially in a huge house like my cousins. So naturally, I'd be really afraid of ghosts and other paranormal things, but I wasn't as scared as I would normally be because my cousin's two dogs were with me. One of them was big and the other was slightly smaller, so I felt safe. I didn't bring my headphones with me and my iPad was kind of old, so I couldn't really hear what was happening in the video. I ignored my iPad for a bit and just started looking around the room for some reason. I couldn't remember why. Then I started getting a bit scared, but I tried thinking of good things to calm myself down. I stared at the door. I couldn't help myself and thought about scary things like the door opening by itself or a ghost appearing in the mirror. And to my horror, the doorknob turned and was pushed slightly. I told myself that maybe I forgot to close the door all the way and I just imagined it opening. <laughs> but then the door was opening slowly and I could hear the door creaking at this point, I knew I wasn't imagining it, and I needed to get out of the room. I sprinted to the door as it was still slowly opening, and I quickly pulled it open, expecting to see someone behind it. No one was there, not even a person walking away from the door, and I know it was impossible for someone to run fast enough for me to not see them open the door. I ran outside, leaving the door to the room and to the house open. It was raining hard and in fear of getting in trouble of running in the rain, I didn't go to the house I was staying at, which was about six houses away. I stood on the porch crying my eyes out, looking behind me every so often. Oh, that is just so sad. <laughs> and then to make sure no one was behind me. And then Rachel's oldest daughter came home from school and saw me crying. She went up to ask me, why I was crying. I didn't want to tell her why, because I was afraid. If I tell someone, the ghost might hear and do something bad to me, so I stayed silent. She took me inside, and I followed her to the backyard. I found out there were maids in the backyard, cleaning the whole time, but I know they couldn't have opened the door. Rachel came home about five to ten minutes after her daughter did, and she told Rachel I was crying. Rachel asked why I was crying, and I lied and told her I didn't want to be alone, which was kind of true. My cousins hung out with me in the living room instead of the bedroom. My cousins were younger than me, but 
The youngest teased me for crying, but if he was in the same situation I was, he would have cried too. I'm visiting my family again in the upcoming summer, but I don't think I want to go to my cousin's house anymore. Well, that wasn't scary. It's a little creepy, but, well, maybe, you know, wishful thinking. Maybe you got, maybe you made it move. A little poltergeist activity. I don't know. <laughs> Power suggestion. Maybe you hypnotized the door. I, I'm just, I'm just messing with them. Okay, so, <laughs> anyways, I have to thank you guys for listening to UFO Headline News with me, Heidi Hollis, and be sure to check out UFOHeadlineNews.com every single day. And also, tune into my other two radio shows, The Outlander on Fridays, and I co-host on The Kevin Cook Show on Tuesdays. Both shows are at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. And check out my paranormal comic strip I do. Oh, yes. Theoutlanderscomic.com. And everything I've mentioned here you can find on this site and HeidiHollis.com. Remember, if you've experienced anything out of the ordinary, want some level-headed advice, or if you've seen a UFO and want to share, please feel free to write me at UHN at InceptionRadioNetwork.com. Remember always to keep an open mind so you can stay informed and inspired.